Thanks for tuning in to listen to this week's episode of Lift Up Your Eyes. Stay tuned after the episode for details on how to stay in touch with this ministry and keep up with all of our content. I hope you enjoy the episode. So we are live. All right. So for this episode, we're discussing COVID and vaccines. And I think you appropriately uh, determined that the title should be COVID Fear Not. Yeah. Um, And so as I was telling you in my notes, that's one of the main things that uh, I wanted to cover. Um, So I pointed out from a believer's perspective, should believers live in fear of anything outside of God? Right. You know, uh, I pointed out, um, I, I listed uh, other things we might want to discuss, like the historical and biblical examples um, that you may be able to think of um, where there was like some type of disease outbreak mm-hmm. and what the appropriate as well as inappropriate responses to that was right. um, how COVID has been, again, used as a tool to incite fear and how people have allowed those fears to override their better judgment, restrict right. their freedoms. Um, and then vaccines, like we were talking about earlier in the week, what they used to do versus what the vaccine for this one does. Yeah. And um, what it does to DNA and all these things. Yeah. So in this age of COVID or this, uh, this period that this has been introduced to the world, What's the first thing that comes to mind for you when you think of COVID and vaccines? COVID and vaccines? Or either or. You can do, do both if you want. Well, I think with, the, with COVID itself, the disease, mm-hmm. if you can even call it that, um, it's... Um, the first thing I did was get angry because I knew that it was man-made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, you know, I could be opening up three or four cans of worms <laughs> just yeah. by this, but, um, <clears throat> truth is the truth. Yeah. I don't believe in evolution. I don't think that any new life forms will manifest. Um, what we're seeing historically is that life forms tend to die out. They don't tend to become new. We've mm-hmm. never seen the manifestation of a new life form. So these new diseases, uh, either went undiscovered. Mm-hmm or or created um, that's a good point i don't think i've ever looked at it from that perspective yeah so i personally don't believe that any there you know the scriptures say there's nothing new under the sun creation mm-hmm. is done so that there's not going to be all of a sudden these new life forms yeah um and of course in the fall of 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 uh, 2019 what a lot of people weren't aware of which i was tracking was uh Bill Gates and certain others, uh, certain members of the Obama administration were over in China, Mm -hmm. oddly enough, you know, in the Wuhan area, if Mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, conducting a pandemic test. And this is Bill Gates. This should be important for people listening because he's been connected to many vaccine uh, topics. He is is the grandson of a eugenicist, I believe. He's a... that I didn't know. Wow. I think he is. Okay. Um, I can't remember who it is, but yeah, he's connected to it. 
And, and I know he he's has, also been collect, connected to depopulation. Yes, he wants to, yes, he has an agenda to, to depopulate the earth. He thinks we're overpopulated, which is ridiculous. You could fit all of the United States population in Alaska. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's insane. Yeah. But, uh, so he was over there conducting a, a mock uh, <clears throat> pandemic test, basically. And I think it was about in October. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course... Shortly thereafter, COVID magically appeared in Wuhan. Right. And it happened to be at the time when athletes from all over the world were in Wuhan competing in, mm. in a, in a pre-Olympic type event. I can't yeah. remember which sporting event it was, but it was different sports and, and uh, athletes from all over the world. And, uh, uh, and the... There were yellow vest protests going on around the world, including in China and Italy and France and places like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I vaguely remember that. Um, so, and all of a sudden they release this disease and they blame it on a bat, you know, so, you know Ozzy Osbourne, you know, Chinese Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy supposedly eating a bat, you know, or, you know, bought a bat in a wet market. And it was just immediately red flags flew in my yeah. mind, you know. Um, and so I, I personally assessed at that point that this was probably released to shut down the yellow vest protest and get, mm -hmm. get put the hammer back down on, the, on people protesting the overreach of their governments. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we've got government overreach all over the world. Right. You know, um, and then, of course, in January, a lot of people didn't catch it, but scientists from America, from Harvard in particular, mm -hmm. returned from China, and it was discovered they were on the Chinese payroll uh, wow. through Harvard University. And I can't remember, I think it was 20 different professors from the one of the departments at Harvard were arrested. Uh, that I did not know. You didn't know that? No. That this was in about January of 2020. Were they connected to the Wuhan lab yes, as well? Yes, of course wow. they were. Okay. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> so it, it stunk to high heaven from the beginning for me. Mm -hmm. And then they started immediately talking about developing a vaccine. And I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't believe in it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, I think for certain, I think, I think vaccines uh, done the old way mm -hmm. were... Uh, useful. Yeah. Um, going back to the smallpox vaccine and polio and different ones like that. I think those were useful. And I think probably uh, maybe even some of the later ones that came out. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in the 60s, we started losing our minds over it, you know, and going in the wrong direction. So can you go further into that? Because remember earlier in the week, I told you um, a loved one of mine that I, that I spoke with <clears throat> we got on the subject of vaccines and COVID. And uh, because we were on the subject, I asked them how, like if they had gotten another booster shot and how many more they would need. And I just said, uh, I think it's, I think it's really strange that uh, these shots are being administered and it doesn't stop people from being COVID. I'm from being COVID, from getting COVID. Mm -hmm. And so their response was basically, well, we know as they've told us that it's not going to stop you from getting it. It's supposed to 
uh, lessen the, the symptoms of it. Yeah. of it. And so I didn't say this verbally, but I thought this in response to that. Um, didn't vaccines used to stop you from getting the disease yes, or whatever that was the, the ailment was? Of their invention, yes. So yeah, that's what it was for. So yeah, they. Why is that not a red flag to people? Like what? Because then I don't I don't think they can technically call it a vaccine. It's a prophylactic. Hmm. And I don't think they want to call it that because that doesn't have as much impact on the public psyche yeah. as as the word vaccine does. Because yeah, the idea behind a vaccine a vaccine is to stop the disease. Right. You know. Um, and there's plenty of other preventative methods that we could use and and many did use mm-hmm. uh, who were excoriated in the public forum because they chose a different prophylactic than this shot. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but this was a very experimental method of, of administering a shot. Right. And uh, that's what bothered me about it. So if you go back to about April of 2020, when they started really pushing the vaccine and saying they were going to develop it in the short term, Mm-hmm. And you you look back at history, and I knew some of the history because we we had the issue with our our daughter and the schools and the things that they wanted to give them, you know. So we did some research, you know, yeah. and, and uh, uh, looking back, it took years and years and years to develop vaccines. Right, and they just pushed you this know? thing through. And they pumped it through, fast. and people talk about, oh, well, you know, but we put all kinds of resources. We had all the governments of the world and all these big companies, uh, you know, putting their resources behind it and, and speeding it up, you know, mm-hmm. but then, but then, you know, okay, but we're supposed to go through a trial period where we try the drug on on something other than a human right. being. I don't want to be the experiment. You know? Right. So, yes, this was a very experimental, even though they, all the governments of the world approved it, it was still very experimental where we're still seeing that because mm-hmm. even our, our own president is sick right. from COVID after having probably taken multiple iterations <laughs> of, the, of, of the shot. Right. You know? So it, it's an experimental drug that, that they demanded that everybody take. Now, they didn't mm-hmm. say they demanded it, but they did. They all but made it law. Right. You know, and they scared people to death and forced a lot of people to take it. Thankfully, <laughs> you know, I, I was unemployed. I didn't have to worry about it. It's <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, crazy. But I still wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, and I could tell a story about my, my time in the Navy when the Navy started pushing the flu vaccine, wanted mm-hmm. me to take that one. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And uh, the main reason was is because <clears throat> I was 25 years old and I didn't get sick. Mm-hmm. It was very, very rare that I ever got sick. I was a health nut. Yeah, I put things in my body that were beneficial to my body and very little in my, into my body that was detrimental to it in any way. And I was only 25 years old. Yeah. I told the Navy, no, I don't need a flu shot. And they said, well, what's my reason? You got to have a reason. I said, well, I trust God. So I had to go through this whole process. Yeah, to not get a flu shot. Legal process back then not to get a flu shot. And I didn't get it. They didn't didn't violate my faith. They didn't make me take it. 
But a lot of people didn't ha- didn't even have that opportunity. What year was that? Around? That was ninety. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was the that was the fall of nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, and God actually worked a little miracle of favor for me in all of that. <laughs> which really? I don't know if it's appropriate to tell on in this venue. I mean, it's no, there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, okay. I, I was paid back money that I would <laughs> that was basically kind of stolen from me by the Navy four years before mm-hmm. because I didn't go home on leave as a punishment for not having taken the flu shot. But they didn't charge me to leave because I was in this legal process. Yeah, and I only I got out three months later, and so they paid me back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> From having been written up AWOL uh, when that two years before, that wasn't my fault. Yeah. You know, a false, basically a false accusation of being AWOL when I was in the barracks. Mm. And uh, um, and so I didn't get to fly home. And it was almost exactly to the penny how much I paid for that flight that I didn't get to take two, <laughs> two and a half years before yeah. that I got back in my vacation pay. So, yeah. But, but the point being is that I was not afraid to catch the flu. And I thought if I caught the flu, well, I'll just get over it. You know? right. I'm not going to put this into my body because I knew what a, I knew what a, a shot was. Yeah. They put a <clears throat> small dose of it into your body in the hope that your body will develop an immunity to it. Yeah. Um, okay. But I've already, you know, my immune system is strong enough. I don't need that. Right. I don't want it. I don't need it. It's my body. I trust God. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, when you bring that up, it just made me think to my my personal, I don't know if I call it a journey, but my experiences in the past with flu shots. Uh, for years, I was taking it through my job, which will provide them. But somewhere, I'm 38 now, somewhere around my late 20s, um, I don't think it was past when I was 30, but I decided to stop taking it mm-hmm. um, because of, uh, partly because of understanding how part of part of that shot is the flu that's being put in you and then also and maybe this is not quite valid but it just really changed my perspective on vaccines in general many of the vaccines that have been administered to children and the links to things like autism Mm -hmm. and things of that nature that just really changed my perspective on vaccines in general and i know some are good but there are many and I think you kind of alluded to this when you said around the 60s, they started going crazy with vaccines. Yeah. And so some of these things just are, are crazy. This is is terrible what is done to some children. Yeah. You know, yeah, and so. I, I do believe that there is a link between a lot of the vaccines that, that they started to administer probably in about the mid 90s um, to we, autism. We probably would be able to see that on a graph i think it has been shown yeah where autism are, rates shot up yeah that it, it, it's almost it's almost you know vaccines start you know the number of vaccines start to increase mm-hmm. manifold and the number of the autism autism rate. autistic yeah. kids that's crazy yeah they, they there there's in my mind that's an undoubted link i don't doubt that there's a connection there whatsoever yeah. And I don't think it, you know, because that wasn't true. Like, you know, I remember getting measles, mumps, and rubella vaccines. Mm -hmm. And we allowed those for our children. Um, And, uh, you know, there were 
five or six vaccines that people got over a three to five year period. Well, now they're given 30 and 40 uh, in a very short amount of time. And the ingredients have changed. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that ticked me off Yeah, about a lot of these current shots, especially this COVID thing is there's, there's unclean, there, there's, there's elements of it are made up of, of, of human embryos, you know, aborted babies, yeah, human wow. tissue, uh, tissue from other unclean animals, monkeys yeah. and, and, uh, pigs and, you know, all manner of things that are in, in the shot. Plus basically DNA code, mm -hmm. you know? And so I knew right away, like I said, I started to say a while ago, back in about April of, of 2020, and they ain't fixing to give that to me. Yeah. Because ain't I don't you go messing around with your DNA, you don't know what's going to happen. They haven't yeah. figured that DNA out altogether just yet because it's information. Yeah. And they ain't that smart. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you know? Seriously. So they're not fixing to give that to me. And I, you know, I'll if I die of COVID, I die of COVID. I'm not taking that dang shot. So ironically, you say if I die of COVID, it's crazy how many of these vaccines have been administered. And, and people have you died. see able-bodied mm -hmm. young athletes, professional athletes mm -hmm. that have even died as a result of taking this thing. Mm -hmm. And um, not much is made about that. Like not much is made. Not only about not, not not only is not much <coughs> made of it, but there is a, an obvious attempt not to report it. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, it it would be different if it were just. You know. Okay. It's not big news. We'll we'll give it one minute of coverage, but that's not what it is. It's we're not going to give it any coverage because it, and it seems to me that the motive is we don't want this out there. Right. And uh, you know, you go all the way back to ancient Greece, and they said government govern governance by lying is is a legitimate tool, so you can control people. Mm -hmm. You know, so they you know deliberately deceive people. Um, so that they can manage them, you yeah. know. And uh, what they don't, what what a lot of the citizenry in the world, and including the United States today, don't recognize is that if we weren't operating on fear, if we weren't afraid, then there would be no reason for the government to have a desire to control us. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, you're right. So, so it's almost a catch twenty two because yeah, a populace that is that is just blindly submitted to everything the government says needs to be controlled because if 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 they just blurt it out there, hey, there's a disease out there and it, it'll kill you, mm -hmm. then yeah, people who run on fear are going to respond to that. Yeah, in a in a terrifying way. Mm -hmm. You know, we just talked about it yesterday. Fear spreads quicker than most diseases. I mean, yeah, it's fast, mm -hmm. and we see that throughout the scriptures. Yeah, big examples of fear just consuming the whole nation of Israel in a day. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's what happened in the United States. Is fear gripped a lot of people, a lot. And I refused, my wife and I, we absolutely refused to live in fear. Yeah. And fear drove a lot of people to take that untested shot. Right. You know, <clears throat> and I, we, my wife and I pray for people who 
who took it so that, God forbid, any any ill effects get them because we've we've known people. Yeah. You know, I think I told you, uh, pretty sure I lost a friend, a young young man your age. That's man. Over having taken it. I can't say that it hasn't but you know he's been gone for six weeks and there's still no word of what caused his death you suspect this is closely I suspect connected it was to that the vaccine because yeah. he was he was a gym buddy you know that's crazy <laughs> like wow yeah that's and that's one of the things that we do know um when it comes to the report of death by certain types of ailments all many many different ailments like uh, death from heart disease and from uh, diabetes, maybe, and just different types of uh, things like that went down while COVID deaths shot up. Yeah. Well, in, in 2020, the, the, the flu death rate was like zero compared to 2019. That's the big one. So, <laughs> so, so the rate is kind of consistent for the most part, year to year, yeah. up to that point, it just goes down. Yeah, they blamed everything on COVID. There were memes about it, you know, <laughs> show, a, show a motorcycle accident where a guy dies. Oh, COVID got him. Yeah. That's literally what they were doing. Yeah. Just tagging everything with COVID to drive the numbers up because right. hospitals were getting paid government funds for however many COVID deaths they had to deal with. There was right. a lot of foul play going on, in my That's... opinion. Sad. And uh, a lot of money-making motivation went into the vaccine, in my opinion, as well. Yeah. You know, and so these companies wanted to be on the bandwagon uh, making the money because they knew they'd make money off of it because it's driven by fear. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make money off of off of things that people lust for or things that they're afraid of. That's right. You're and, right. And, That's true. And they know that. Mm-hmm. You know. They took full advantage of it. And they took and advantage And still of it. are. Yep. Yeah, so we're gonna be on booster, booster number twenty by yeah. <laughs> mid year next year, man. They, and still, and still catching the disease and not mitigating the spread of it, you know, and and uh, possibly being creating agents that are spreading the disease because you know <laughs> they think they're okay and they're going around just you know mingling with everybody and spreading the disease around you know some of the i think some of the super spreaders are uh the ones that are vaccinated yeah i think i think a reporter actually asked but asked the press secretary that about biden don't you think he's a super spreader <laughs> i was like yes <laughs> of course he is <laughs> that's crazy well when you, you know. just hearing you mention spread it just makes me think back to those uh reports of we just want to slow the spread it'll take a maybe Three months Three, at most, yeah. and and look what that turned into. Yeah. So you, in your experience, you you're in education, and you uh, teach middle schoolers. So from your perspective and your observation of children interacting with each other and being in a classroom setting, what do you think that has done overall to kids? All that time that they were taken out of school and had forced to learn online it set them back as far as learning educationally and social it skills. set them back yeah yes i don't believe it messed up their social skills not really much. no okay because children are easily socialized we homeschooled our children and they yeah that's they, a good point they they're very social people and they yeah. they, they, they function well in society some you know yeah uh so that's a good point i i, I just disagree with that junk um, so it's more so the education. It was, they suffered 
educationally. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, this, the school that I'm teaching at had to recover from that. And that mm -hmm. was one of the reasons that it was, uh, it's one of the reasons they hired me. And, and uh, that, um, that was the main goal is to recover from that slip. Yeah. You know, and thankfully, I think we did, but, um, or are starting to. But yeah, it, it messed them up. Um, the thing is, is that it was proven that children were not as susceptible to it as adults, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if they did get it, it's not dangerous to them. They're, you know, they don't have most of the comorbidities that, that some adult people would have. Right. And it just didn't bother them as much, you know, and, and it was, like I said, is it was a jacked up cold. They took mm -hmm. the colds or flu virus, you know, and played with it. You know, you made me think about something just now, too, when you said that um, that children weren't as susceptible to it as adults. And it's like that statement almost doesn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's to the extreme. Yeah, it's like to where, one percent. Yes. Yeah. Like rid ridiculously low. Yeah. For us to give the type of response that we gave to it. Yeah. It's almost like saying in a country of 300 million Americans, uh, there were maybe 200 car accidents this year. Yeah. So now cars are outlawed. Yeah. It's it's that extreme. That's how insane it was. Yeah. Uh, it's man. So Absolutely. that's a really really big one. Uh, so can you like um, when when you think of uh in in the Bible. Are there any biblical examples that come to mind um, specifically that that are kind of, I guess, somewhat related to what we see going on now as far as uh, the COVID outbreak? And um, I know you touched on fear um, there. Definitely. We see that that running theme many times yeah. um, in Scripture. But as far as like a disease outbreak um, and how it was responded to. Or even in the world historically. Yeah. yeah. The well, that, yeah. There is. There is. There are examples of that. And uh, the biggest thing is, is when God designed the nation of Israel, when He gave them the instructions of of His Torah, which is what in, which is what Torah means, is instructions. When He gave them His instructions, part of it was hygiene for the for the camp, mm -hmm. you know, to keep the disease out. And He said, if you do all these things, none of the diseases of the Egyptians will I put on you. And so those things were, you know, go to the bathroom away from your camp and mm -hmm. bury it. Don't just do it everywhere. Right. You know, and uh, wash before you come into certain places. You know, um, if you have an issue out of your body, in other words, any kind of bodily fluids, whether mm -hmm. that be in, you know, digestive processes or, 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 blood or anything anything yeah if anything comes out of your body there was ways to respond to that and you couldn't go into the congregation because that's where people are yeah and you infect them so there was a way to manage disease even touching dead bodies after don't touch days. a dead body that's right yeah. and if you do wash you yeah. know so there it was it a big chunk of the torah was about hygiene and yeah. health you know, and that's mm -hmm. what a lot of people didn't realize. And so the Jewish people didn't even fully understand it, but they did it because God told them to. Right. So even during 
the late Middle Ages, when when the plague, the Black Plague hit, mm-hmm. a lot of Jewish communities were accused of witchcraft and 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 stuff because they weren't they were getting untouched. as sick. <laughs> Because they were doing simple things like practicing hygiene, and right. they, they wouldn't, they they weren't just being laissez-faire about where they threw their offal and where you know, and you know they washed and they they kept mm-hmm. clean, you know. So so um, it's a it's a it's a prophylactic approach mm-hmm. to disease control versus yeah. a uh, you know a, a you know, some sort of man-made preventer, just behave yourself and wash and clean and, you know. That's an effective prophylactic tool. Yeah, and then, um, you know, and of course in the scriptures you also have the the most dreaded disease that they feared was leprosy and that Mm -hmm. that was different forms of it, Um, but they put them outside of the camp. Right. You know, they separated. So so quarantining the diseased person, Mm was the solution not quarantining not healthy people <laughs> hey you just blew it up with that with that example that's give me some you, hey, you blew it up with that one seriously because that's that's basically what they've done at no point have they ever said um our suggestion would be to have people with comorbidities or people who are most susceptible to covid Quarantine and everybody else can go about their no all of you everybody quarantine they quarant they everybody. they tried to quarantine everybody of course yeah. my wife and I we disobeyed them <laughs> 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 but we live in a very conservative county yeah thankfully yeah thank God <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were still people here there was a lot of fear even here yeah in this county. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would go into the, I'd go into HEB and run in there. And Melanie did the bulk of the shopping, but I, I try to do, you know, run errands for her when I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would go in there without a mask. And I specifically remember very early on going in there without a mask. And I'm the only one in there not wearing one. Yeah. And I basically, I'm a big guy, so they kind of just left me alone. Getting strange looks. You know, and I, I have a f- firm brow anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, that's all they did was I had one one guy in particular look at me and roll his eyes, you know, like I'm like I'm some insane. I'm some, you know, yeah, whack job. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, dude, you're going to figure this out. Yeah. You know, that's what I was thinking. You're going to figure this out, how manipulated you were. Uh, I hope. But I hope. It seems yeah. like some people still to this day don't get yeah. it. They, no, they they're don't. not getting it. No, a know? lot of them don't. But. But, uh, yeah, so, um, I just derailed myself. I forget what, what question you had asked. Well, I thought I had a, a follow-up thought. I know um, what, that was something that popped in my head as well um, when you were still, right before you went into your, how, how you were handling COVID and not wearing masks, going into the stores and everything. What also popped in my head when you were still talking about the disease um, didn't, if I remember correctly, you uh, talked about this when it came to giving birth. Yep. Wasn't it uh, some Jewish doctors that uh, had yep. certain practices that were put yep. that were adopted by the overall medical community, and that started increasing yep. the uh, survival rates? Yeah, I think it was about the late eighteen hundreds, about eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. I think. It's, yeah. It's been a long time since I've read the 
once they practice they, those but, sanitary but yeah, methods. Go, moving from one woman to the next when they were when they had a, a, a in a hospital where multiple births were were happening, mm-hmm. doctors would just move from one woman to the next woman, and the 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 infant mortality rate was re- mm-hmm. relatively high, mm-hmm. and they noticed that. It wasn't that way in Jewish hospitals, and so if if I'm remembering it right, yes, they they asked them, "What are you doing differently?" And it was washing between each birth, you know. Yeah. And uh, finally, the medical community figured that out, and the and the infant mortality and the the maternal mortality rate, the mothers I, were dying. I was as well. just about to say, yeah. I would I would assume that yeah. also applied to the mothers. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. they both plummeted. From, from the simple idea of just washing before you touch someone else with right. their bodily fluids. And I, I do believe that Jewish people kind of inferred that from the scriptures mm-hmm. because you washed any time that you were exposed to blood and, uh, or, or death or anything, mm-hmm. you know. And so it just makes sense, yeah. you know. And, and it makes sense to quarantine, I, you know. That's the thing is, is you know, because I my wife got COVID, she got it because yeah. she was I I, I I do have to back up a little bit because for the first month, mm-hmm. she was compliant, yeah, because she felt she had to be because she's a, a docile person and didn't want to deal with them at the front door of H E B and Walmart where she mostly goes, you right? Know? So, so she complied and she wore gloves and mask when she went in there and she got it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and I took care of her for for 2 weeks. Yeah. And didn't get it. You know, I didn't get it until I went into the classroom and and got around and I believe it was around other teachers because I don't believe kids were carrying it. Mhm. Uh and I got it, but I got a very mild case of it. Mhm. Um but uh um I forget where I was going with that one. But, you know, she <clears throat> part of the reason you backed up is because Melly did actually get yeah. get it. And she did get it. But after that, she stopped mm-hmm. worrying about it. She stopped uh, wearing the mask and wearing wearing the gloves because she said it didn't do me any good. Right. You know, and it made her mad. <laughs> yeah, that, that would that is enough to make you mad. Yeah. All these inconveniences that you're implementing mm-hmm. and changing your life around for and you still get the crap. Yeah. yeah. Having to comply for for some people, th- th- these are the people who are really really feel bad say. for. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. Had I, you know, had I gotten it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have objected at all to having been quarantined. Mm-hmm. Matter right. of fact, Melly and I both quarantined ourselves while she was sick. We didn't go anywhere. Right. You know, um, and I think most of Americans would have agreed with that. Right. If you're sick, stay home. Don't don't go out and don't go visit anybody. Right. You know. Um, but for the whole populace to have to be quarantined, that was insane. It is. It was insane. And I, I honestly believe it was, a. I hate to call it a psyop, but I really do believe that's what it was. It was a test to see how compliant we would be. Yeah. Let's see how, how easily managed we can make them, you know? And boy, did we show ourselves overall to be overly compliant. Overly compliant. Um, one of the things I was about to say is, uh, when it, the, some of the people I feel really bad for are people who had to make the tough decision of do I keep my job or do I stand on my values, yeah. you know, and not give into this fear. 
because people were put in that place. We have a um, a, a loved one congregant of mm-hmm. ours who had to go into early retirement yep. because of this crap. Um, and so think about the people who were forced to take it or yeah. forced in a manner of speaking. They, they decided they to take it. Yeah. You know, they right? Because it's basically a livelihood on the line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they take it and now, you know, whatever they have to deal with as a result of having taken it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's real easy for you to say, well, if you look percentage wise, um, it's, you know, the, the percentage is relatively small of as people. As far as you know. As far as you know. That's right. But even let's say you were right about yeah. that. What about those people who are dying from it? Yeah. So so it's, so you gotta I gotta take the risk just because you right. want me to right yeah and that that That's was my really that was my whole my that was my whole issue with it is okay you you've created the vaccine anybody that wants it should be able to go get it but cramming it down my throat right uh, threatening my job and I do believe I lost my job for that reason because I was very vocal very early on yeah um, I'm not I'm not one. I'm not a litigious person, though. There was no way I was going to pursue it. But I do believe that was part of the reason, because I protested early about the mask. Mm -hmm. You know, when they were about to bring us back into the office, I said, (laughs) you make me wear a mask? (laughs) And the guy that I was talking to said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, he said, why? I said, I just have a philosophical disagreement with it. Mm -hmm. Don't want to do it. Right. You know, I don't believe it works. And it doesn't. Right. You know, it's a it's a. It's, it's like when we went into submarine school, um, <clears throat> they were telling us all about the boat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, depending on what style of boat you were going to be on, it either had one, two, or three escape hatches. And uh, on, on those uh, escape hatches, there were these little pods they created that were uh, basically rescue hatches to get you out of the boat if it sank. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget the senior chief that was our instructor, the way he told us uh, that those were basically, he, he basically said, that's for mama. <laughs> <laughs> and the point was, if you go down in 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 feet of water or more, you're done. Yeah, you're cooked. Is... That escape hatch is not going to help you. Yeah. The only time that that thing is helpful is if you're, ship is debilitated in 400 feet of water, you know, and you can't come to the surface, yeah. you know, or you're, you're stuck on 400 feet just off the coast or something, you know, yeah. but if you sink at anything better than about 600, 800 feet, you're dead, Yeah, you know? So the mask or the, the, the little escape tanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a bit of a Freudian slip right there. Yeah. <laughs> We're put there. To mollify people and to give a false sense of security, basically, is what it was. That's what the masks were put there to do. That's what the masks were there for. (laughs) Give everybody a false... And, I think, take away your identity and give you a badge of compliance. Yeah. That's what it was. That's crazy. Man. So, you know, where do you see things going from this point forward? With, I mean, just uh, considering how everybody latched on to it. I think we're stuck in this mindset of compliance. And I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, we talked about the, the forces that we're up against in this world anyway as believers. And, 
and uh, you know, people uh, are, there's naysayers about the idea of a one-world government, and I certainly have a different understanding of it than most people, and I'm not paranoid about what's going on right now because that one-world government does not exist yet, but the mindset of it certainly does, and the push to get it there certainly mm-hmm. does, and that's what we're that's what we're in. Yeah, is we are in a great experiment about <clears throat> how to get everybody to become compliant mm-hmm. with this anti-God, anti-righteousness, moral relativism, you know, sort of a the superior superiority of humanism, mm-hmm. you know. And we're part of it, that experiment. And that's why I am skeptical of skeptics. I'm, I'm, I suspect everybody of something. Right. You know, because if they're not coming at it from the perspective of following Yeshua the Messiah, mm-hmm. then something is off. That's right. And if, if, uh, if we persist... Uh, then it it will eventually get to the point, and I believe I do believe that there are other political things that are going to happen to drive us to where this one government is going to trample the world. As a matter of fact, I just read in Daniel this morning about it. Um, <clears throat> um, but that's where that's where this is going. Mm-hmm. It, it's all. I'm not saying by any means that that the, I'm certainly not saying that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I don't believe that for a second. And I I, I was going to ask you to yeah. just lightly touch on that as yeah. well for people who who believe that. Yeah. No. It it is not the mark of the beast. Um, it is you know the, the false messiah has not arisen yet. You don't know who he is. Quit speculating about it. Um, but. <clears throat> um, but I do believe that the mindset uh, that has to be there for all of that junk to happen mm-hmm. is what we're going through. Is is it's part of the Hevlei Shel Mashiach, the birth pangs of the Messiah. It's the world is in turmoil right now, and it's driving it to that place where everybody will go, "Please save us!" And they'll put their hope in the wrong person to save them. Yeah, it's part of that. How close we are to it, I don't know. Uh, um, using <clears throat> messenger RNA to manipulate the human genome while it is alive is going forward. They're still experimenting with it. I don't like what I'm seeing about it. I, like I said, I d- don't go jacking with my DNA. Right. And, I, and don't, you know, I can't believe that all of America just submitted to the notion of putting uh, this foreign DNA. Mm-hmm. You know RNA, yeah, messenger RNA into your body to manipulate your DNA. That's just not right to me. Yeah, and uh, uh, so I do think that it's all. I think they will continue to experiment with that, obviously, and other things that will sort of help to try to get everybody to comply and just, you know, yeah, submit to the powers that be. And, and I hope, and I think in America, there's some who are seeing it and going, okay, we might've been wrong. That's, so that's, that's what I was going to say. So to sum it all up, that's where you think the future is going. But to sum it all up, what should a believer's response be to what is going on now and what's to come in the future? Well, 
one of the things that is said most, one of the phrases, most common phrases in all of Scripture is, do not fear. Amen. Yeshua said it over and over and over again. It's, it's throughout the Tanakh, the Old Testament. It's throughout the letters that, that, that uh, all of the apostles wrote. And so to respond to anything by fear is always the wrong response. That's right. If you are, if you are a believer in Messiah, to, to, and do not follow a crowd into sin. Do not follow a multitude into error. Mm-hmm. And I do believe it is error that if a that if a shot contains a substance that was mined from human fetuses, fetuses yeah. that that is error. Man, yeah, you know that you have you have participated in the killing of babies because we've proven it's been proven that the, one of the main objectives of of promoting abortion was to mine use tissue baby parts and tissue yeah from them to use in these experimental things you know and that is sinful and so for the believing community we're not supposed to just jump on board because everybody's doing it. Right. Do not follow a multitude into error. So I think going forward, what the believing community has to do is to remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to just follow the crowd. I'm not supposed to just jump on anything. And I'm certainly not supposed to f- follow the crowd because the crowd is afraid, you know, mm-hmm. unless you've proven what the issue is and it makes sense to move away from it. Right. You know, whereas this was a, this wasn't, this was not a, a plague that was going to kill everybody. It had a 99% survival rate. We knew that kind of early. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yet they were able to convince the world to take these yep. vaccines that contain human tissue and unclean tissue and nobody blinked. Right. So uh, um, my thing is, is, is the believing community ought to, when the government says you ought to do something, Raise your red flag early yeah, and question the motive and get the opinion of someone outside the government first and weigh everything. And Mm -hmm. if you had people done that and they still wanted to take the vaccine, I'd have been cool about it. I wouldn't have said a word. Yeah. You know, but they didn't do that. But to just blindly comply. They just blindly took it. Yeah. And they did so because of fear. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that a lot of people are paying the consequences of that. And, and, and I, it seems like that's the that's the running theme in scripture. Reacting out of fear causes you to do foolish things. Yep. All every time. Every single time. That's crazy. And that especially hits home for me because and I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've never done anything out of fear because I have. Mm-hmm. And even during COVID, even though I didn't take the vaccine, um I I'm you know, you this big strong owl you think you may know. There were times when I was like, man, what's going on in this world? Like, what's, what's, what's all this about? But as I started to, you know, kind of get more of the facts and see, get more information and also try to stand on the word and understand mm-hmm. we can't be living in fear. Yeah. We cannot allow that to rule our lives, rule over. He don't give us a spirit of fear, you know. Right. So I, I, I began to think about all those things and strongly consider it and slowly but surely that fear kind of phased out um but i have so many loved ones and so many friends and even strangers that i know and just people in general 
it really angers me and makes me upset that uh, so many of these people, even though they've allowed themselves to uh, succumb to this fear, I hate the fact that they that they that they're in fear. Yeah, I don't like especially people I love and know. I don't want people to be living in fear. Yeah, that's a heavy burden to have to carry around for yourself. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, I mean the the fear and and the just blind compliance. Yeah. You know, even if you weren't afraid, but you just blindly complied, yeah. that's not that's un-American. Yeah, that is un-American. It's un-American, and it's to, not to becoming just, of a believer. It's too. not becoming of a believer, and you know, of course, this country was founded by believers who had been duped by their government and controlled by their government and lied to by the government over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. so we 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 managed to create at least a general mindset that the government should be small and we and and we control it. You yeah, know? and we're not there anymore. Right. People are just handing everything over to the government and saying, "Take care of us, oh great Savior." Yeah, that is not the model. Yeah, that is not the model. So, um, you know, keep your eyes open. Do not be afraid. When Yeshua talked about when you see all these things, one of the things that he said when he was talking about the end times, which is what our portion for the upcoming week is, uh, <clears throat> you're going to see all of these things, and part of it was. Famines and pestilences and plagues all over the place, you know, and that we're there When you see these things do not fear lift your head your redemption draws near so you shouldn't be living in fear That's right, and we should be a little bit rejoicing because we know that this all of this means that we're closer to seeing the Messiah face to face Yeah, you know and uh, You know even if You go through the great tribulation. You shouldn't even fear then. Because <laughs> you know what it's leading to. Because you know what's coming. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Do not fear. Altira. Right. Do not fear. Do not fear. I think that's the perfect way to end it. The start was COVID. Fear not. Yeah. And it ended off. Do not fear. That's right. Good uh, episode four. Next week will be good too, man. That's a good one. Thanks for tuning in to listen to this week's episode of Lift Up Your Eyes. In the description, you'll find all the links to our websites and social media content. Please make sure you're subscribed to our podcast as we can be found on all major podcast platforms. If you feel compelled to support this ministry, please feel free to do so by donating via the Get the Word Out link in the description. All proceeds go toward growing this platform and the Mikdash Mayot ministry. Until the next time, we pray God blesses you with shalom in the name of Yahweh Yeshua Mashiach.